Jiu-Jitsu is as close as you can get to a real fight without serious damage to your body on a daily basis. So, so in Jiu-Jitsu, you, you spar at almost 100%, right? So it's a very, very high intensity in a controlled way that you, you don't get injured. You wouldn't be able to box at the intensity that we do Jiu-Jitsu on, on a daily basis because you'd be concussed constantly. And, and it's a very, very cerebral sport where you have to kind of solve problems, figure out ways out of situations under pressure. So it's, it kind of like puts you in those situations constantly. So the, the amount of repetitions that you're, you're, you're constantly under, under threat and you constantly have to fight your way out of it. Perhaps the, the way I have to do it is you have to remain calm because if you start spazzing out, then you lose energy and, and, and lose. So, so if somebody choking you, panicking is the worst thing you can do because then you, you're going to run out of oxygen faster. Right? So you almost have to kind of calm yourself down and slow down your breathing as you're escaping. It's very, very counterintuitive. Low is your ego. That, you know, the moment that you show up in a jiu-jitsu gym and like a 50 kilogram scrawny skinny guy chokes you out five times in four minutes you kind of like just put things into perspective the, the, the sad reality is that if you don't train whatever that issue is that you have within the gym it's just going to get worse and then you kind of have to guess think about you know like where, where you want to go further the initial say the first 10 years of training is you learn a lot of new stuff and you learn all the principles and i think as as you get to black belt it gets more and more into details as you get better at jiu-jitsu i think your your radar for details becomes more sensitive so the kind of you know when i when i see roger showing an armbar from close guards the lower belt you are the less details you see so like a white belt is only going to see you know, you know the general concepts and the blue belt is going to see a bit more detail and then, then, then you know you get the black belt then you're obviously going to realize that or, or maybe he's doing something funky with the hips maybe he's doing something weird in the setup you know how's his grip you, you start looking at smaller and smaller and smaller things but these things are when the level is very similar between two black belts these kind of little details make as much of a difference than big details for blue belts as you get better the differences between people's skills diminish and these kind of smaller details make the biggest difference but it's definitely like a thing that you you know when you when you go to a seminar as a black belt kind of you watch a technique you you definitely see different things that than the lower belt and i think that that's kind of what makes jiu-jitsu interesting for me as a black belt because i i still see techniques that i've seen 10 years ago 15 years ago and I still learn new things. And sometimes these details make such an enormous difference that you, you it's hard to believe that such a small detail can make such a big difference. So, so there's different parts of personality that you have to kind of, I guess, get under control to, you know, go all the way. And I think it's like one of the things is, is, is definitely you have to be, you have to kind of come to terms with the fact that you're going to be losing a lot. That's one thing. And the other thing is you have to think, okay, how do I win? So you... You can't just be passive. You have to be very analytical in what you're doing. There's a huge difference between passive and active learning. If you're doing jiu-jitsu, you're not thinking about what you're doing. You're not trying to solve problems. You're not analyzing what you've done wrong and trying to correct it. Your progress is going to be much slower than the other person's. I was I was pretty lucky because I hated losing. I think most people do. But then for me, it was a motivator to train harder. So whenever I lost, I would almost obsess about, so this guy beat me using that. How do I stop him? How do I make sure that he doesn't do it again? How do I beat him? And I would look at people and analyze their game and try to find ways to beat them and on the other hand whenever i was winning i was getting more addicted to the sweet taste of victory so whether i was winning or losing i was more motivated to train
And I think what, what kept me going is the fact that, you know, you constantly learn new things, you, you're constantly making progress. So It all comes down to just breaking things down into smaller and smaller bits. When you speak to white belts and they ask you, you know, how do I do this? They usually ask you a very, very broad question. There's like, oh, you know, how do I pass his legs? And you go, okay, so no, it's not called passing somebody's legs, it's called passing the guard and then he can have that guard and... 50 different ways which particular position were you in you know what was he doing where was his where were his grips so so then kind of you, you narrow it down to the exact situation that was happening and then you can come up with the exact solution to that problem so i think it's it's almost like narrowing down your focus into smaller and smaller pieces and when you solve enough of those pieces then they, they start fitting together but then you get principles on top of that so jiu-jitsu is so big that you can't possibly have rehearsed every single position before you spar and everything so that's why you have these kind of overlaying principles that guide you in new situations stuff about posture stuff about grips head control stuff like that so you don't have to kind of memorize the solution to every problem these guiding principles that will help you navigate in positions that you haven't been before when you start and when you just kind of look at how big this whole game is and how vast it is and you think oh my god how am i ever going to find this doing the technique you should be thinking about how do i do this better you know like with every repetition you want to make the next repetition better and better and better and better and when it comes to sparring then you you have to think okay what is my objective in this sparring today do i want to work on something in particular do i want to try to land the technique that i learned just now or something but it, ne it needs to be like a conscious effort people who approach sparring in this way that, that they have objectives after training they have a recap in their head and they analyze what they've done wrong they improve a lot faster than people who don't do that who just show up roll a little bit and then go home kind of hoping to learn by osmosis in every sparring i'm going to try to land the technique that we did just 10 minutes before like in the technique part of the class then at least you have something you know at least you're you know you have an objective you're trying to work a particular position i like to pick a pick a technique and then just kind of work on it for a month at the time so guillotines and then all you're trying to do for a month is land as many guillotines as you can you know kind of work on them from different positions different setups research it a little bit see how other people do it and then you start making progress and you you know after a while things start clicking and you start developing these kind of principles of that and and then it, you know you start gradually improving you have to kind of just be honest with yourself and, and be like okay cool am i using this injury as an excuse to not train or am i actually being a responsible adult and saying you know no i should not be training with this when people are unmotivated and they don't want to do something they'll find an excuse not to do it and they'll kind of use it to justify it so i guess when people use every kind of little injury as an excuse to not train and then there might be some other underlying issue that you have to look at so saying maybe they they're not enjoying training or maybe they're not making progress or there's something wrong that they're using an excuse to not train the one telling thing about jiu-jitsu is, is that people show up to the gym just for the banter even when they're injured right? so you still have people who are injured who are not going to be able to train for weeks and they just pop into the gym just to say hi to people so i remember one day there was a there was a guy who had stage three cancer who was training with uh, with a guy who's visually impaired and they were they were paired up they posted a they posted a picture on facebook saying you know like what's your excuse and you kind of go <laughs> puts things into perspective right 